Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello and welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. So great to be here. I am so, so excited for this episode. I've been looking forward to it for quite some time. So if you are a language learning nerd, a little bit like me, and you love looking at the data and the statistics behind language learning, then I think you'll like this episode. There's a lot of that kind of nerdy data in here, but also some really good takeaways. A takeaway is a lesson that you learn from something. So we're going to have some good language learning takeaways here for you. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you will have some ideas on how you can level up your language study routine and improve your English more efficiently. And, you know, the things that I'm mentioning in this episode today, it will appeal to some people, which means it will be interesting for some people, um, but it will not appeal to other people. So it kind of depends on your personality, I suppose. Uh, we all have different ways that we like to learn a language. So it really depends on what you're into and how you learn best. But we've got a good episode today. We're going to be talking all about this uh, secret topic. Maybe you can guess from the title. And then at the end, we've got a quote. And then I've got a message from one of you guys, an audio message that we can listen to later as well. And I will just say one thing. Uh, some of you may know that this podcast is both audio and video. So it goes out to all of the podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But it also goes out to YouTube as well, which I've been working harder on over the past uh, year or so. So I've been putting it on YouTube as well. And I've always said that it's primarily an audio podcast. So in my mind, the video is kind of like a bonus, right? And it's mainly audio uh, podcast. However, for this episode, if you want to get the most out of it, I think the video will be the most useful because we're going to be looking at some visual things. I'm going to be showing you my computer in this podcast episode. However, I will also say if you do not want to look at the video or you can't look at the video, maybe you're driving or you're not in a place where you can watch something, that's also fine. I will be describing what I'm looking at to help the audio listeners as well. So I don't want you to feel like you're being left out. I just want to let you know that if you are listening at home, you might want to go over to YouTube, if that's available, and have a look there. And by the way, the YouTube channel is the Level Up English podcast. We've just hit, I think, 20,000 subscribers, which is really nice. So if you want, you can join us over there. I'll put a link in the description as well. So there's that. As always, there's Level Up English School, which I'm working super hard on. Uh, in the new year, we are planning to add another group class. This is my update today. So at the moment, we're teaching group classes on Friday and Saturday, and that's late morning time in the UK. And now we're thinking of adding a, a third class, perhaps on a weekday evening, starting in the new year, 2024. So that's 
coming soon, really exciting. We've got some good teachers uh, helping with this project as well. So if you want to learn more about that, you can sign up over there or you can join the email list where I post all of my updates, which is also available in the notes. I'm also working very hard on the website, updating older content. I've updated all of the IELTS content. So if you're taking the IELTS exam, we've got loads of new videos and lessons over there. It looks really nice and it's a great way to improve and prepare for the exam. And of course, we've got the podcast transcripts and many other courses. I really do put all of my time over on the website. So if you want to see what's going on, you can go to levelupenglish.school and click on the members button at the top of the page. And there you will see the options on how to become a member and the different levels that might be suitable for you. Anyway, let's get right into the topic. I don't want to delay for too long. So today I'm talking about tracking my language learning progress. And this is something that some of you may have done before. But what I have basically done is I've made my own Google Sheet, like a kind of a spreadsheet on Google that has a few different pages. Uh, one page in which I can input my study time and then one page where it shows all the graphs, like the line charts and the bar charts. And it kind of lets me see visually how I'm progressing in my language learning. Because a lot of language learning is really not tangible. Tangible means it's kind of concrete, touchable. You know, sure, you're making progress, but it's really hard to see that progress. So it can be really nice to see visually uh, how things are going. And of course, it's really difficult to track how well you're doing. Like it's difficult to say how much I've improved because that's less easy to put a number to it. However, what I can track is how much time I put into the language. So the reason why I decided to do this was, first of all, because I thought it could help me stay on track. To stay on track means to keep going, uh, keep making progress and not uh, kind of give up and lose motivation. And I will be giving my full conclusion at the end uh, as to whether this was successful. So that was one idea. I also wanted to see if there were any trends in my studies. Uh, a trend is a bit like a pattern. So you might notice things increasing, going down, or you might notice, say, on the weekend, my study time is much lower than a weekday. And these kind of trends, you kind of see if you you know, measure things over time, uh, but you may not realise without measuring them. So it's really good to see trends like that. Uh, I'll tell you one anecdote, actually, one story uh, I've heard before. I think there may have been a study behind this story, but even if I don't have the study, I'm sure it's believable. Like It sounds believable. And this is uh, talking about patients and their doctors. So often the doctor will ask the patient about their lifestyle and their routines and habits. And the doctor might say, how many times a week do you exercise? And the patient goes, mm, I exercise every day, every day in the week. In fact, it's not quite true because in fact, they probably exercise about like two days a week. That's what a lot of people actually do. When they say they exercise every day, what they mean is my plan, my goal is to exercise every day. 
And maybe they think they do. They think, yeah, most of the time I exercise every day. However, if they actually kind of wrote down and marked the days on which they exercise, they would realize it's not as many days as they think. And I'll give you a real example for this one, actually. I went to the doctor last year in the UK and she asked me, how much water do you drink every day? Uh, do you drink enough water? And I said, oh yeah, I drink a lot of water. Water is very important to me. Uh, I definitely drink enough water. I was very confident about it. And then she said, how many, how many liters a day? And then I had to think about it like, well, I always have my water bottle with me and on a really good day, I will drink a few liters of water. However, if I'm being honest, on an average day, I don't drink that much. Maybe even just one liter, uh, you know, two bottles of my, two, two fills of my water bottle. Uh, so it's not as much as I thought. And I was being really honest with her when I thought about it the second time and said, yeah, actually, maybe it's not that much. So I think a lot of us are guilty of this, where we think we're doing something well, but when you start to track how you're doing, you realize it's maybe not as good as you expected. And you notice the gaps in your plan, in your habits. So that was another reason why I wanted to do this. And basically just to see where can I improve. So without further ado, let's have a look at my Google Sheet. So I think I will keep updating this and making it nicer in the future. This is something that is fairly new. As you can see, I made it at the end of August. And right now, as I'm recording this, it's the 7th of November. Uh, I know you're listening a few weeks later, but it's still fairly new. So I will change it and update it more. But basically, this is my big data page. So down the left side of the page, I've got the dates. And then in the following columns, I've got how much time I spend in each language. I've got uh, Chinese Mandarin, I've got Japanese, and I've got Thai. And basically every day I just count up how much time I spend on each activity. Uh, for example, if I'm reading a book, I will just set a timer on my phone while I'm reading. It doesn't take much effort, honestly, and I will add it to this graph. And of course, time spent studying, as I said, doesn't equal how much you improve, but you get a rough idea. So I've done that all up until I did that all through September and October and partway through November now. So on the left, I have a column showing all of my daily study times. On the right side, I've got basically it adds up my cumulative study time. Cumulative. It's a hard word to pronounce, uh, which basically means every day it adds on at how much time I've studied. So I might change this in the future, but for example, if we go down to the end of September, basically throughout September, I studied for about 10 hours in Japanese. That's 10 hours of Japanese, 12 hours of Chinese, right? So then it also takes my total time. I've got another column up here. Each month, how much time I spend on that language. So we'll look at that more in a second. I've got some pages at the bottom. This is my kind of general time spent. I've got one page for Chinese, which I've kind of made red, my red page to keep things simple. Um, on the left side of this Chinese page, I've got different resources that I used to study. And basically whenever I study with one resource, like a book or a video lesson, I will put the time here. I've also got another 
table that shows the months of the year. And basically, I just enter manually, I enter myself uh, how much time I'm spending on each activity. Uh, for example, this month I've spent so far zero hours on listening in Chinese, but I've spent two hours studying vocabulary. So that's interesting. We'll come to that later. And I'm going to keep filling that out as I go through the year. Same with Japanese, it's just my yellow page. Uh, I've got my resources and how much time I spend on each activity. By the way, everyone, I will put a copy of this. I'm going to make a template and I'm going to share this with you in the description. So go down, check the description. And if you want to download this for yourself, your own template, I'll send it to you. And also I'll give you instructions on how you can do this yourself. I mean, it's fairly easy once you get the hang of it. Finally, the fun page is the graphs. So all of those three pages of data, they kind of come together and I've made some nice graphs out of them. And I've kind of made it colorful and nice, easy to understand. So let's have a look at these. And again, for the audio listeners, I'm going to explain what we are looking at. My first graph is my cumulative hours studied. So this basically kind of allows me to see how much time I'm spending on each language as the months go by. So on the left, on the vertical axis, the axis is the kind of side of the graph. We've got a vertical axis and a horizontal axis. Uh, vertically, we've got time, uh, 36 hours at the top. And then horizontally, we've got the months, uh, how long has, has passed. So you can see Mandarin, Chinese Mandarin is blue, and that's kind of going up. There's some points where it goes up really fast, and there's some other points where it levels out. That's a really good phrasal verb for data. To level out means it goes flat, it goes a bit flat. So it's almost looking a little bit like stairs here. But you can see at the beginning, I was spending almost equal amounts of time on Chinese and Japanese. And then as time went by, in the middle of October, maybe I was feeling a bit demotivated and I thought, right, I'm really going to work hard on my Chinese now. So you can see I just increased it a lot. So these days I'm spending about double the amount of time on Chinese compared to Japanese. And it's really funny if you look at Thai, um, I kind of made this quite, you know, a couple of weeks after I moved to Thailand. And when I first got here, I was quite motivated to study the Thai language. And you can see there were some increases down here. Uh, we got, I don't know how much, that was maybe one hour or so. However, after I had been here a few weeks, I kind of stopped studying Thai. I, I do every now and then, but mostly I'm just learning outside. I'm talking to people, I'm practicing my spoken Thai. I'm not really sitting down and studying. And I think that's a good use of my time. I think living in Thailand and studying Thai for me would be a bit of a waste of time when I would prefer to study Chinese. Uh, my Thai progress kind of flatlined. There's another verb to flatline. Maybe it's quite obvious where the line goes flat. It happens in a hospital where you're looking at someone's heart rate, like beep, beep, beep. If their heart stops beating, that means they flatline. Right, but here in, in a graph, in a line graph, uh, my tie has flatlined. I'm not really studying much anymore. So one thing I've learned from this one is how interesting it is that my motivation for Japanese and Mandarin seem to come and go. If I was more consistent in my study, the line would be much smoother. 
increasing in a kind of a smooth line. However, you can see it's a bit jumpy like stairs. Uh, so that kind of suggests to me that my motivation does come and go. Uh, that's natural. I don't think I have to feel bad about that, but it's interesting to see for sure. Maybe I should rely on motivation less and just keep that habit going. And the other main thing I can see is Chinese is about double Japanese, which is really what I want. Um, my goal was to switch my priorities over from Japanese to Chinese about one year ago. And I want to take Chinese much more seriously because my level in Chinese is much lower than Japanese. So they always recommend about 80-20, right? 80% in one language, 20% in another. This isn't quite 80-20. I think Japanese is a little bit too high compared to that 80-20 rule, but it's not bad. That's kind of what I'm looking at is more Chinese than Japanese. So that's all good to me, I think. The next graph down here is, well, I've got two. They're kind of similar. This is time in each language per day. And really, these are the same graph. It's just they're shown in different ways. I think the bottom graph is a little bit easier to look at over a long time. But basically, this is a bar chart showing bars. Uh, each bar represents one day. Again, on the left-hand side, on the vertical axis, we have number of hours studied. Along the horizontal axis, it's dates, starting from September up to now November. So you can see kind of how much time I study each day. And my best day was around the middle of October. And that was almost two and a half hours of study in one day. Almost all of that is blue. And blue means Mandarin, Mandarin Chinese. That was a big study day here. But yeah, you can see quite clearly in this graph that the time I spend studying each day does vary quite a lot. It's not consistent. And again, I'm not totally sure if this is good or bad. I think it's good that I haven't missed days. You know, I've kind of been quite consistent in my study, but it's not always the same. You can see two low areas. This first low area is when I got sick. I fractured my wrist and my medicine made me quite tired and sleepy. And I was doing the bare minimum of study. I was doing a little bit but I wasn't doing much. And the reason why I studied is because I was trying to keep the habit. I wasn't making any improvements during that week. I was just studying just so that my habit would stay there. Um, that's quite important to me. So I think that's a good lesson. I think if you find some day when you're really not motivated, just do five minutes. Just see if you can do five minutes. Even if you don't learn anything, it's helpful to keep that habit in place. So if you feel better tomorrow, you're more likely to come back to it. And the second low area here was a bit jumpy. That was when I was on holiday. So again, it depended on my level of tiredness and what I was doing that day. But I was just kind of doing very basic study on my phone. Uh, I was relaxing on holiday. I wasn't too motivated to study on holiday. But what I think is really interesting by this data is how you can see after each low point, it shoots up really high again. So that's something, a trend that I didn't realize before. To me, it seems to suggest that after a low point in my studies, after not studying very much, I feel reinvigorated. That means I get more energy and I get more motivated after a break. 
And this is kind of reflected in studies I've heard, where if you take a short break, it can be really good for your motivation. So don't feel bad if you have to take a break, because if you're like me, it may be that you come back studying more. You know, after I was sick, I came back and I studied like two hours, mostly Japanese that day. After my holiday, I studied again almost two hours, mostly Chinese that day, right? So that was very interesting. And another thing you might be able to see here is every now and then there's like two days or so that go a bit lower. Those are my weekends. So this is something that I'm not very good at. On the weekend, I wake up a bit later. And when I wake up later, I'm just not very motivated to study languages. So on the weekend, I think probably these two dates here, it's always a very minimal amount of time spent uh, in a language. So that's something I probably need to work on a bit more, kind of balancing, enjoying my weekend, but also doing some language study somewhere on the weekend. Even if it's, you know, going for a walk and listen to a podcast, maybe I'll do that. Maybe this Saturday, I'll wake up, go for a walk, put in some podcast to practice my listening, and that can be it. Who knows? Uh, we can also see here the breakdown of languages is somewhat consistent. You see a lot of blue here, which means most days I studied Chinese uh, the most. There are some yellow bits at the beginning, which is the Thai language, but you can see those quickly disappear. The Thai kind of disappears and makes way for just Japanese and Chinese. Uh, there are some days where the red Japanese is much bigger and this is for various reasons. I mean, every two weeks I have a Japanese lesson uh, with a teacher online and those days will be more red, of course. And I think also I've been much more relying on my intuition. Your intuition is just kind of your feeling uh, inside. It's not your logical brain. It's just like a, a gut feeling. So some days I go to a cafe I take a book with me. And some days I'm simply more in the mood to read a Japanese book. And I think that's an important lesson for me is not forcing myself to do something that I'm not in the mood for. If I'm in the mood for a Japanese book, then I'll read a Japanese book. And it's not about doing the same thing every day necessarily. It's about doing what you enjoy in the moment. So I think that's a positive lesson I've learned from this as well. But anyway, as you can tell, I could talk about this for ages, but let's continue down. My next two graphs are the resources. So this is the total time spent over the last few months. It's not just one month. And it shows the time across the bottom and on the left, the different resources used to study each language. Uh, so I've got an italki lesson, video lesson, which is more like grammar and vocabulary, reading books, Anki which are my flashcards, uh, listening to podcasts, and Google Docs. When I say Google Docs, that's just where I keep a lot of my language notes. So I write down some sentences, I do some writing practice in Google Docs. So that's what that means. One thing you'll notice, first of all, is that Chinese is a bit more evenly balanced compared to Japanese. And yeah, this is because I'm not really actively studying Japanese. So I'm not really studying any grammar, it's all just kind of for fun, reading and stuff like that. But yeah, there's a lot of time on Anki there. I think that's quite good. I spent maybe eight or nine hours studying vocabulary on Anki in the last three months. And for me, that works quite well. It's a nice way to keep that vocabulary in my mind 
while I'm not actively studying Japanese. So that's something that I think is not really a problem. Chinese is more balanced. However, Anki is still much higher than the others. I have spent about 10 hours on Anki studying vocabulary and sentence structure. And I do find it quite useful, but in my opinion, that is far too much time. And if I hadn't made this chart, I probably wouldn't have realized how much time I was spending on Anki. And nowhere near enough time spent on speaking. Uh, if you go back and listen to the episode with Steve Kaufman,、uh, we talk about speaking a bit and how you really need to speak quite a lot if you want to improve. My average for speaking seems to be like one hour a month, which is just terrible. I have been busy. If I'm making excuses, I've been busy. I, I was sick. I was on holiday. There w a s a few reasons, right? But this is a real big wake up call for me, a really big、uh, lesson to see that while I've not spent much time on speaking at all, which is really shocking, and not much time listening either on podcasts. I have spent a bit of time on reading. I read almost every day in Chinese, which has been really helpful. But wow, it's quite sad to see how little time I've been speaking. Basically, my speaking, which is the italki lesson, and my listening, which is the podcast, are the two lowest skills,、uh, apart from the last one, which is writing. I don't spend much time on them, and, and they are my weakest skills. So that's a big problem. I really need to switch that around. So, maybe I'll give an update in the future if I, can, if I can improve this. But from this, I need to spend more time speaking and more time listening. I'm going to try to make that my goal going forward, and I will see if that helps. But that's a really nice thing for me to see because I thought, just like I said with the doctors at the beginning, I would tell you I have two or three italki lessons every week. However, That's not true. You know, this week I only have two because I'm busy. Last week I was on holiday. So there's always something that's stopping me. The reality is not the same as my plan. Hmm, that's quite interesting. We're almost finished here now. The next one is total time studied per month. This is really cool, very simple one, just to see the trends in my time.、Uh, as you can see, September,、uh, we studied. We or me, I studied almost 24 hours in one month, which is pretty cool. Basically, I studied for an entire day and nonstop over the month. Don't know if that's a lot, not much. That's kind of cool to see that. October was a little bit less at、uh, 21.5 hours, but as I said, I was sick and that was my holiday. So I think probably that's higher on the days that I wasn't sick. I studied more. So it's a little bit lower, but not a problem for me. November, it's still too early to say five hours so far, but that will surely increase over the,、uh, the course of the month. And it will be interesting after I've got you know, six months in the future, I can see how it's kind of going up and down each time. Maybe I can realize if I'm getting a bit lazy. So that will be really nice to see. The last one talks about. The skills, not the resources I'm using, but the different skills I'm using each month in each language. So it's all kind of shown in color here. It's another kind of bar chart showing 100% and what's made up of that. As you can see, there's a lot of green. Green is the vocabulary, and that makes up a lot of it. 
You know, right away you can see that Chinese is more varied. I'm practicing more skills in Chinese compared to Japanese. One thing that did surprise me is how little time is spent writing, which is the red color. I kind of thought I was writing quite a lot, but it's obviously not as much as I thought.、Uh, I haven't even studied writing yet in November, so that's something I need to start doing now. So that's interesting. I need to do that more. But yeah, that's basically.、It. I think I'll leave it there on that because we've spoken about this for quite some time. So once again, I will send you guys a template so you can try this yourself. Try it for thirty days and see how it goes, and see if you think it's useful for you to see this data. I think that's always a good idea to just try something for a few days and see how it goes. And I think this week on the private podcast on Friday, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about my routine and how I'm able to spend. As much time as I am studying, like as you could see on the graph, there were some days where I'm spending、uh, over two hours studying, or almost two hours studying, and you know I'm pretty busy, and I'm sure a lot of you are busy too. But I'm going to talk about how I'm able to do that and my current language learning routine. I'm going to give kind of give you an update on the private podcast this week. So if you want to hear about that. Head over to the members site. Listen on the private、uh, version of the podcast. But let me just give a conclusion, some lessons to conclude, and takeaways from this data. So, as I said, the big conclusion is I don't have enough speaking time. I did not realize before how little it was, but there's no way I'm going to improve quickly without enough speaking time. For example, I had a Japanese class yesterday. It went actually really well. I felt very, very good about it.、Um, my Japanese level is okay anyway, but that went quite well. I was quite confident. However, I had a Chinese class on Friday last week, I believe. That was my last one, and I felt really bad about it.、And、I've been learning Chinese for a few years at this point, and I just remember feeling at the end so disappointed in myself that. I forgot really basic words. I couldn't speak confidently, and I almost felt quite demotivated afterwards. Like, why can I just not improve? And after seeing this data, I'm realizing it may just be as simple as not practicing enough on a regular basis. You know, just 30 minutes once a week, for example, is not good enough. So that's something I really need to change. Another. Big takeaway is I spent too much time on my Anki flashcards. I do like the flashcards, and I find it's a nice way to start my studies, kind of like a warm up into something bigger, and it does help me remember things. However, I would like to spend more time speaking and listening.、Uh, another takeaway is that having a short break seems to be a positive thing.、Uh, it seems to do well for me when I have a.、Uh, A short break, maybe every now and then. You know, not too often, right? But every now and then, I come back more motivated, and I want to try harder. So, I think that's nice. When you know, whenever you're separated from something that you love, you often realise how important it is to you, whether that is a person or a hobby, right? Another takeaway is how important it is for me to keep that language learning habit, even when I'm sick. I'll just lie in bed and I'll do five minutes of studying, and that will be enough. And through that method, I've been able to keep a long language learning streak. In fact, I think at the moment my streak 
uh, is about 1,100 days. So what that means is I have studied for that many days without a break, right? Which sounds crazy, but if you really enjoy the study, uh, it doesn't feel difficult. So try to enjoy it and then you can also study for a thousand days, but it doesn't matter if you don't. I also might, as I said, reorganize the graphs in the future to make it more monthly because a lot of the data there was more like over the entire time of the graph, how much time I've spent studying. And I'm not, I'm not sure that's really that useful to know. Like, okay, I've spent 10 hours reading in three months. Does that help me? So I think it might be useful to kind of make some updates to this chart, make it more like monthly, but also have a yearly thing as well if it goes on that long. So I can see the monthly patterns and the yearly patterns, the annual patterns. So I think I might do that in the future, but depends if you have the time to play with all that data. Anyway, I think I will leave it there for now. As I said, we have a very nice audio message. So we're going to listen to an audio message now, and then I'll end with a nice quote to finish. So let's listen to that message now. Hello, Michael. Uh, I'm Matthew from China. I have been listening to your podcast for three months. Uh, during the period, uh, I have learned uh, many interesting things uh, about British culture, tradition, uh, some tips and tricks about uh, learning English. I really appreciate for your commitment and dedication. Uh, actually, uh, at first, I felt a bit worried about uh, listening to English podcasts because I didn't believe that I could understand a native speaker speaking. One day, I came across your podcast. I saw the time of one episode was only half an hour, so I decided to try it. Like you said, we uh, should uh, step out of our comfort zone. We need to challenge ourselves. After that, I uh, got hooked uh, on your podcast. It has become my daily routine now. So I really appreciate you. Thank you. So a big thank you to you, Matthew. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really glad you got hooked on the podcast and I hope you're listening to the end of this one as well. So thank you for listening and thank you for sending me that nice audio message. I don't get audio messages very often, but if you would like to send one, you can go to levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And further down on that page, you'll see a option to leave either a written message or an audio message. And it's always nice to hear from you. So please do that if you want to get in touch. And maybe your voice will also appear on the podcast like Matthew. So thank you, Matthew, once again, and good luck with your studies. I do have some reviews for the podcast, but I think we'll leave them for another time uh, so we don't go too long today. So let me just end with a quote from Aristotle. And this is a really nice one. I love this one. And it's, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. So we are what we repeatedly do. This really relates back to my story with the doctor, right? Uh, we are what we repeatedly do. It's kind of similar. But yeah, basically, what habits can you put in place to make you excellent? 
have a think about that. Well, thank you for watching or listening. Let me know if you watched on YouTube, leave a comment down below. If you listened, then you can get in touch with me or you can leave a comment over on the blog post on the website, on the show notes page. Either way, hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye, everyone. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.